from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. Welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB on Wednesday uh, with Tim Dower in a sillier package. Jeez, that was a long sentence. Almost died. Uh, beef is back on. Uh, we've got some Anthem Argy Bargy and Killer Asteroids uh, coming for us all. But before any of that... Uh, Brexit, it's it's off again. Some say there could be a global stock crash. Government figures show a no-deal Brexit could plunge GDP there by 10% almost. The slump to end all slumps. This vote could be the point that triggers the big reversal on world markets that we've been told is coming for a good while now. Businesses will fail if they can't maintain trade relationships with countries in Europe. Manufacturing especially in big trouble because they don't hold whopping inventories any longer. They rely on a steady and timely flow of parts, just in time it's called. Travel disruption, highly possible. And even the risk of social strife. Panic buying at the shops, a run on the banks. Police and the army have been making plans. Those of us with rallies living in the UK and continental Europe or kids doing their OEs don't want to see any of that. The bottom line is, though, that all of us are living in a more connected and inter-reliant world than ever before. Britain is very much a part of that. What's good for them is, by and large, good for us. And by the same token, what's bad for them could ultimately be bad for us too. So, yes, uh, very bad. Bad, bad, bad. A lot of bad there. Good news is uh, beef is back on the menu. Uh, turns out, especially wagyu, kiwi wagyu, is awesome for you. But you look at a slice of this stuff, it's, it's actually all fatty. It's fat all the way through it. And if you saw it, or they call it marbling, if you saw it in the supermarket, you might actually pass it over and go for a nice red bit, even you know that, uh, though you know the red stuff's only red because they stain it. But just a minute, as we heard from the Liggins Institute man this morning, the fat is the good fat. This is the lovely fatty acids, the omega-3s, the stuff you probably get from a supplement right now. Grass-fed meat, all of it, apparently. Beef, bison, goat, lamb, mutton, Dig in. It's all good for you. It's a little bit like the whole butter thing, isn't it? You know, we were, t- we were told, oh, you've got to ease up on the red meat. It's bad for you. Too much fat. You do know that butter is bad, or at least for this week, butter's okay. Doesn't clog your arteries. Eggs. It's all right to eat eggs. For most people, according to the Mayo Clinic, which is quite well regarded in the States, I think it'd be fair to say, you can eat up to seven eggs a week. Uh, There is cholesterol, but it's all in the yolk. That's where the nutrition lies. So have a boiled egg or have a poached egg on buttery toast. What the Mayo say is that the panic about eggs and heart disease is probably more to do with the other stuff that people have when they eat their eggs, Uh, like the sodium in the bacon, the sausages and ham and the saturated fat that you use for frying it. There's others too. There's chocolate. Dark chocolate's good. Red wine, bread, coffee, full-fat milk, frozen veggies, frozen fruit. I could go on and on, and uh, careful, that's not an idle threat. In all likelihood, though, two years from now, everything we're now being told that is good, after all, and was bad, probably is going to be bad again. 
and all the bad will be good again. So you know what? Just eat what you like. Just eat what you like. Ah, moments like those I wish I'd married Tim Dower. Uh, No offence, honey. I I know you you only got my best interest at heart. Um, (laughs) Now, it's been a while since we've complained about the national anthem, but here we go again. Murray Chong has stirred up a tremendous storm. He says that uh, he is, quote, ashamed uh, to sing the Māori part of our national anthem. Know that bit. To be really honest, I'm getting a bit lost by now, although I do know the last bit. Look, I'd, I don't know about you, but um, I would have thought by now. I mean, we've been singing the uh, Māori version of the anthem. They were singing it when my kids were at primary school. Uh, and that's uh, longer ago than I care to uh, reveal to you, but that's 20-odd years, 20-odd years. And uh, for a person now to say that it's, you know, not on for us to be singing the uh, Māori version of the National Anthem, it was long overdue uh, when we both, when we all started to sing it. That was the other bit I knew. And then we go into the English version. Now, you don't have to um, uh, do it, and uh, I mean, we know that... Uh, the All Blacks don't even have to sing the English version when they stand up before uh, a test. I'd actually quite like to uh, see them do that. I know the English words, but it's just not on uh, to go around saying, when you're an elected person, it's just not on to go around saying that uh, you're ashamed of that. And uh, there has now been a petition started uh, calling for the resignation of the uh, councillor. Uh, funnily enough, initiated by somebody who don't live here anymore <laughs> in Australia. Uh, but also there's been various comments saying that this follows a pattern of behaviour uh, from the Taranaki iwi. Debbie Narewapaka says the council ought to be doing a lot more to uh, show how the town ought to be perceived. She says New Plymouth is being ridiculed and seen as redneck. So there you are. There's real living in the past. If you, you want the All Blacks to sing the national anthem, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, they should. don't they then also need to do an English version of the haka? Well, you know, that thought had never crossed my mind uh, to be blown. But then much of what crosses your mind doesn't cross anyone else's mind at all, does it, uh, Glenn? This is what makes you so unique. My mind's like and a like a like a near earth event yeah. in some ways. <laughs> One every couple of hundred years and passing at such speed and capable of such destruction. Yeah. But, but close, but not really all that close. Yeah, all right. okay. So that was a reference uh, back to a conversation we had earlier in the program, which rather than me explaining it to you, I can just play to you instead. Amazing what you can do with the technology these days. You might have heard about these asteroids. Huge, really, really big asteroids. Well, no, I didn't. You didn't? Well, you're not paying attention then, are you, Glenn? Three large asteroids. My ears always prick up. Why wasn't I told? When I hear things like this. Well, this is the this is the interesting conundrum, isn't it? How much warning would you want? These ones uh, that NASA NASA is listing as near Earth objects are quite big, but you know they pass like sort of four times the distance from here to the Moon away which is super close uh, in, in space terms, 
But obviously, from our point of view, as mere humans, uh, it's a heck of a long way, and you know we don't need to be too worried, even though they're travelling at you know eight thousand kilometres a second, which is ever so quick, isn't it? Uh, there is another one which will come past. The second one was this morning, so obviously they got their, their maths well, I right what that on that. Was. This one was doing 41,000 kilometres a second, and it's already gone. That was this morning. And then we've got this whopping great big thing, which apparently is, I don't know why you'd pick the Leaning Tower of Pisa as the thing to compare it with. Um, but anyway, If something's flying through space, yes, like in the middle of nothing, yes, that's what space means. Yes. How can it be leaning? You're really well up on all this stuff, aren't you? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know why you'd choose to compare it to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Uh, how many people have actually seen the Leaning Tower of Pisa? How would you know? Is it taller than the Sky Tower? Well, not to my knowledge. How, no, many, a... how many rugby fields long is it? Put, would... put, put it in terms I can understand. Yeah, do it in uh, something that I can. It would be about a rugby field, wouldn't it? The Leaning Tower of Pisa. So it's a fairly big lump of rock. Thing is, would it, if we can get to the point, Glenn, if you don't mind. Sorry. Thing, would, would you want to know more than a day before? Oh, we told about this yesterday. Flippinick, they're coming by at lunchtime. We've got literally a day's warning of possibly the end of the world or at least a really nasty shock. Um, and so it's, it's that old dilemma: Do you cause global widespread panic? Yeah, as everybody starts considering the end of days, or yeah. do you just let them go about there in blissful ignorance? Well, look, I'm a big fan of blissful ignorance. Well, what would you do if you had a day's notice? If you knew it was coming tomorrow? Well, I definitely there's a few Netflix series I'd have to binge watch. Well, that would be your last day on Earth is sat in front of a TV. What a sad little man you are. To be honest, that's this, pretty much every day on earth oh, for me. Oh, Glenn. Oh, Glenn. I don't know. What would you do if, if you had just, if you had one day? I mean, you're not going to waste I might go day. the extra special pizza. Uh, you think. Yeah, why not? That's right. I'm going to have a big The expensive slab one, of, not just off the value I menu. I want all the Wagyu I can get. A gorge on Wagyu. And, and um, go the black black label bourbon, not just your run-of-the-mill white label. The thing is, um, oh, somebody's uh, said uh, the Tower of Pisa is 51 metres tall, the same as the asteroid. Oh, that's only half a rugby half field. Half a field. So nothing to worry about. But if you only had one day of warning that it was all going to come to a catastrophe. How many again. swimming pools is that? And just how many Olympic size? <laughs> I mean, why isn't anything ever asteroid size? You know, about the size of an asteroid. Why don't they ever say that? I'm Glenn ZB. That was about the size of a podcast. Uh, it was the rewrap, and uh, it'll be about this size again tomorrow. Probably. See you then.